You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the Voice of Reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. And folks, if you've been listening for the last year and a half, and I know you have, then you're going to really, really enjoy today's show because today we're going to push the envelope just a little bit. We're going we're to talk about the future of business. And if you are paying attention to what's going on in the world, especially over the last year and a half with COVID and so forth, um, you, you're noticing that things aren't the way they used to be. And if you're a business owner, you're you're probably maybe having some freak out moments of like, how do you keep up? How do you, how do you advance your business? How do you stay out of cancel culture? How do you, how do you move and continue to grow and build and influence with all the craziness going on in the world? And, and how do you duplicate yourself in such a way that, you know, as an entrepreneur, especially you don't find yourself having to do everything on your own because it's impossible, especially if you want to grow, if you want to keep up and if you want to, really get ahead of the game. My guest today is, oh, well, he's he's on that edge as well. He is leading in his industry and he is a, a columnist. He's got all sorts of things going on. And I'm super excited to have him on the show today because we met about three and a half years ago. He's the original underwear entrepreneur. <laughs> and he he's here. We're, we're gonna we're gonna stretch some of the, your your concepts of what's going on in the world and and really get down to the nitty gritty of what you can do to leverage your business for the future. My guest today is Jeff Hunter, and we are going to crack the door wide open on this one, folks. Jeff, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Justin. So, Jeff, you are. You know, I see you on social media. We met a couple of years ago and, and you know, we've just kind of been circling around each other for some time. And I think we have a lot of shared viewpoints and, you know, just the way things get done in your business are very similar, how things get done in our business and so forth. But really with COVID out there, and we were talking about this before the, before the interview, you know, we're talking about how big corporations, these old dinosaur industries, these old dinosaur businesses, or the businesses that are just refusing to evolve, thinking that the old ways of doing things are going is what we're going to come back to when all this COVID and nonsense is, is done and over with. Think that we're going to go back to that. How 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 foolish is that? <laughs> Well, you know, you have the CEO of Goldman Sachs, who is, you know, an old uh, dinosaur saying that this is just a temporary thing that, you know, business is going to be back to normal and that he's going to have everybody back in their offices and that remote teams are are just, a, you know, a, a quick temporary thing. But what I've, what I've learned, at least, uh, you know, from growing a hundred a now over a hundred person virtual team is that a lot of companies are adapting. They're adapting to the new way of life. They're also understanding the cost benefits of having people that work remotely from home. And for those that are able to actually master keeping up productivity and efficiency high and not having to pay all the overhead expenses of, you know, an office and everything that goes along with it, 
uh, it's, it's actually one of the most important, valuable things that you can do to future-proof your business. Cool. I, I, I absolutely 100% agree. And folks, let me just affirm for you here. The entire superpower network is built upon the very principles of which Jeff just mentioned. Outsourcing your labor, outsourcing your work. I mean, I can. We've got a team. We don't have a hundred people, but we've got you know we've got twenty or so people that help us with the production of the network. They're all virtual. They're all from all around the globe. We've got people in the United States. We've got people in the Philippines. We've got people in India, all over, right? And I can control all of that. I can manage all of that from my phone. Mm-hmm. And Folks, the new wealthy, the future of business and building wealth isn't necessarily always just about making money. It's about getting your time back. And when you go virtual, you get a lot back because you're not having to manage or worry about overhead or doing it yourself. So, Jeff, talk to me about your primary business, the, 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 the outsourcing that you provide for, for entrepreneurs. What, what does that look like? Well, uh, I think to tell you what it looks like, it's probably more important how I got there. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, you know what? Let's 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 re- let, let's take a step back. Absolutely. What uh, your journey has? I mean, when I first met you, you know, and you're like, I'm the underwear entrepreneur. I'm like, oh, okay, got it. I know who you are. <laughs> I, 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 I had heard that before. Somebody else had was trying to the, the play themselves off as the underwear entrepreneur as well. And you're like, no, I'm the original. Da, 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 and you had a great backstory. So let's start there. What, what, what is the backstory, and how did you get from well, where you're at? First and foremost, I don't want to even claim that I'm, I'm the original. Uh, Michael uh, actually is the original. If you look him up, oh, okay. he actually owns the trademark for it. But what I will tell you <laughs> is that I was the first person to go viral for it because uh, <laughs> I. I w- what happened was I had just I had just got I had just moved from Portland, Oregon down to California. I had left my six-figure corporate cushy job where I had a company car, company phone, company computer, company credit card that I could charge gas and food on and everything. And, you know, I had a very comfortable life as uh, as a project manager for a Fortune 500 company. And uh, it was actually there, I started building virtual teams for them. And I started realizing how amazing they were. And I said, man, this is something the world needs. And, uh, you know, I kind of decided to venture off on my own and, and start my own kind of thing. Now, I've never been an entrepreneur. I've always worked my way up. I was an IT guy at a computer store and then I became the IT guy at a school and then I became the IT coordinator for a school district and then I became the the IT project manager for Fortune 500. So I probably have the most standardized path of most people. I went to college for 12 years because I had a full-time job my whole life, right? Um, And I I finally finished my degree in like 2012. And ironically, in 2012, I had already gotten two career paths, not jobs, careers that people went to college to get before I had finished my degree. So anyway, that's a whole different conversation about the (laughs) the future of education because I think our education system is trash. But anyway, um, the point is, is that I I was, uh, you know, I started my own virtual assistant company. I was actually giving a webinar. This is probably around the same time or maybe a year before you and I met. And 
I was giving a training, a paid training. People paid me a thousand dollars for this training on how to build virtual teams. And I was doing this, you know, because they're paying me good money. I, I put on my best. I had a, a sport coat on and a button up shirt. <laughs> and, um, this is, this is, you know, five years ago. So, you know, we didn't have the joys of the inexpensive LEDs five years ago. Right, Justin? Yeah. No, we, no, now, now they're cheap. <laughs> yeah. Back then we had those giant ass CFL lights, the giant spirally glass lights that you put in these boxes and you shine them at yourself and blind yourself. And who knows how much damage I've gotten my retinas from it. But <laughs> I had those lights shining at me during my webinar. I was right in front of my webcam and I have a sit stand desk. I'm actually sitting at it right now, but usually I'm, I'm standing or I'm sitting. And at the time when I give presentations, I usually get nervous. So I actually stand up cause I'm like a walker, you know, I'm the, I'm the guy that always has to walk around when he's on the phone. <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing this webinar and I'm just sweating my, I'm just sweating my ass off. And I literally like mid presentation, I just reached down cause no one can see, you know, my lower half. I just reached down and I unzip my pants and I, I kicked my jeans to the side and here I am with a sport coat in my underwear and uh, no one can see this, but then my sister just randomly stops by to visit me while I'm giving my presentation. And she looks through my glass door because I have an actual office in my house and I have a glass door office. And she she looks in, she's giggling and she's tapping on the window. And I'm, I kind of give her the, hey, I'm busy kind of sign, right? I, I, you know, I lift my finger up and kind of point it at her like I'm busy. And she just has this hilarious look on her and she snaps a picture and of course, I catch her snapping the picture of me and my sport coat in my boxers. Drawers. <laughs> well, she goes and she posts that in the. Oh, actually, I think she sent it to me, and I posted it in the. Uh, it had like four hundred thousand people in this group, or maybe it was forty thousand. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I think it was maybe forty thousand, but it was called uh, "Escape from the the Nine to Five or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was like an entrepreneurial group. And I said, hey, just got done giving a training today in my underwear. And then I I made a joke and I said, I call this the webcam mullet because it's business up top and a party down below. (laughs) And the the post went viral. Go go virtual. Yeah, the post went viral and it got so many likes and shares. It was actually the first time I've ever you know, seen traction on social media at all. I mean, that was before TikTok, you know, on TikTok, I've got over a hundred million views. I've got a hundred thousand followers, 3 million likes on my videos, but this is way before the age of that. And, um, and when, and actually I, I was asked by several people to, to talk about what I do and my journey and that, and a lot of people related to it. And I even had get, get ready for this, Justin, I even had a company reach out to me called Sock and Sack, and I became an official sponsored underwear model. <laughs> and by the way, for those of you listening and you don't know who I am, I'm a 290-pound bald, we'll just say, uh, you know, I'm plump. Uh, you're, 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 you're a good company, my friend. You're a good company. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm six foot though. You know, I hold it well, but, um, 
but the point is I'm definitely not your underwear model. And it's funny. <laughs> it's funny because they approached me, Justin. They were like, you know what? You're exactly who we want to represent our brand because we're trying to reach out to entrepreneurs. We have the most comfortable underwear on the planet and and we want on we want entrepreneurs to be wearing ours when they're at their desk. Yeah, and this is awesome. Isn't that funny? <laughs> and and by the way, um I think that company went out of business, but <laughs> I mean having me as their underwear model, I could see why. <laughs> see, but they were the best the most comfortable underwear I ever had. So oh folks this this right here is just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, and to be full, full transparency, I'm sitting here in my sweats <laughs> during this interview right now because we're in Phoenix and it's like 65 out. So it's cold for us here in the Valley. Um, but, but yeah, that, that's the beautiful thing about go, going vir- virtual. And it really is the future of business. Jeff, before we take a break, where can people go from, uh, find more information about you? Oh, um, you know what? I'm super excited. You can actually go to Google now and type in Jeff J. Hunter. And I am officially Google verified now. There you uh, go. I know you in the security world that you probably know how much of a big deal that is. Um, but uh, I'm officially verified. And actually, I've been invited to be an official influencer. So I have what's called Google Cameo access. So you'll see little videos of me. Um, with my gaming rig on the side of the screen, you'll be like, how did you get that? You know, it's funny. People always ask me like, how did you, how did you post videos to your Google profile? Um, but That's yeah, awesome. just Google me and it's going to show my Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, whatever. But I just love to connect with people. And LinkedIn's the best way to like connect with me because my Facebook's been full for like three years. <laughs> but yeah. Nice. Well, I tell you what, folks, stay with us. When we get back, we're, we're going to dive down the rabbit hole a little bit further as to really what it takes to build out a virtual team for your business so you can stay ahead of the curve. And what well, what I see is kind of the, un, the un, upcoming tsunami of change because things aren't going to go back the way they used to be. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Jeff J. Hunter. He is... Well, he's many things. He's the he's the large underwear model. He is the entrepreneur. He's an uber gamer. If you haven't taken a look at his gaming rig, it's really sick. It's really really sick. It's one of those you like you get immersed in it. You become part of the game type of experiences. Uh, it's absolutely awesome. But really, our purpose and focus today is to explore this concept of the future of business. And you know, part of the break, we're talking about virtual teams. You know, we're talking about how, you know, our, the superpower network here is run by a virtual team. And that's really what Jeff 
excels at is helping people build those virtual teams. And he's got the model and the business for it. And so, Jeff, I got I to ask you, how much do you think, I mean, I'm an operations guy, so I get it. I'm a project manager kind of guy. So I'm kind of in that space. But let's say I'm not. And I'm just a regular old entrepreneur. And I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. How important is it for me to have a grip on project management if I want to outsource to a virtual company? You know, I don't know if project management is as important as just like being able to kind of uh, get things organized. Um, I think that that's probably more important. Uh, the, the main thing that I noticed that entrepreneurs just by default you know, it, they're usually not the most organized people. So what I do is like when I work with a client, I do exercise what we call the freedom plan. And it just helps people kind of straighten out like what in the world they want to delegate and, and how to go about that. You know, the st- it's kind of like Alcoholics Anonymous, right? Like mm-hmm. before, before you can fix the problem, you've got to identify that you've got a problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> you first have to admit it. Right, exactly. So what I typically do is I I work through separating life out into four boxes. The first one is repetitive tasks. You know, what are the repetitive tasks in your business or in your life that um, are consuming your time, making you feel like you're being busy, but not actually getting a lot done? So one of the things for me personally is email. Like I'm a huge email notification. Uh, I guess I have notification anxiety, you call it. Um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, my assistant, my virtual assistant, her name is Isabel. She wakes up and actually I shouldn't say she wakes up. She's up way before me. I I don't like to wake up early. (laughs) Um, but she gets, she starts working for me one hour before I even wake up. So, and you're, and the reason why is because, and maybe some of you out there can relate to this, but the first thing I do when I wake up is I reach over to my phone and I see if there's any fires I have to put out. Right. Mm-hmm. And so she has a head start on my emails and my notifications. She checks my my LinkedIn, you know, my Instagram, my TikTok, my my email, um, anything that's really pressing, you know, she's able to handle it. And uh if there's something that really requires my personal input, she will say, Hey, here's the you know, two or three things that need your attention. And a lot of times I'll be able to respond back and say, Hey, tell that person I'm going to be, you know, late or maybe we need to reschedule this or, you know, whatever it is. And she can actually respond on my behalf. So email, that's a huge repetitive thing that trumps a lot of my time up. And if you think about it, probably ruins the first hour of most people's day that own a business. Right. So I wake up focused on my priorities and not other people's priorities, <laughs> which I can say not many people do that. Um, so yeah, repetitive tasks. That's the first thing. The second thing is what are the challenging things that you are doing in your life? Um, that, you know, probably someone can do it better and faster than you, but you're wasting your time on it. For example, funnels. I hate click funnels and doing email automation and things like that. I can do it, but man, it's rough. So I have someone who can help me with that. And uh, I know you have a team of people like for me, like there's just things that I know it's a huge waste of my time. I'm not a good graphic designer. I'm not a good funnel builder. So I have people to do that. 
The third thing, which I, I think is usually the most ironic, is neglected things. What are things that you know you should be doing, but you just haven't done it yet? You know, like maybe you're not as active on social media or maybe you're not, you know, writing those blogs or whatever. And then you got to decide, are you going to do that yourself or is that something that you're going to delegate out? Yeah, we, call those, we, call, we, call, we, call, we call those power sucks. Yeah, right. And the last piece is, is the opposite of a power suck. This is actually the value column. You know, what are the most valuable uses of your time? What are the activities that you can do that bring life to you? And when I say life, I don't mean just like business. I mean, like, are you spending time with your kids? Are you consumed with your business to the point to where it's affecting your relationships in life? Um, is, is it maybe doing sales calls? Maybe you're the best person for sales. It's so ridiculous. So many people come to me and they're like, oh, I want to outsource my sales. Do you have any, do you have any closers? And I'm like, no, that's the last thing you should outsource in your business. You should be focusing on the relationships and sales is about relationships. Everything else you can delegate, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, um, uh, folks, everything Jeff is, is talking about here is, is so true. Um, you know, the, the email piece is, uh, that, that was one of the things I had to train myself out of, you know, I don't have an assistant for my email yet, but Tonya's got one for her. Right. But I've committed to, I don't, I don't even get into my email until I'm sitting in front of my computer and it's, I, I don't even check it for, I don't respond to anything. I don't, I, I just, okay, this is important. This is not important. Right. But that too is getting ready to go away from me because I, I don't have time for it anymore with everything else that I'm the teams that I'm overseeing and managing. Right. This, 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 what Jeff just said here, folks, take the heart because the relationship piece is key. You can have all the money in the world, but if all your time is spent in the business and you're neglecting the things that are important, why, why are you doing it in the first place? Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, you've got a couple of young kids and you got a kick ass gaming get rig. <laughs> and I can only imagine that the kinds of games and, and, and time that you spend with your kids playing in a rig like that. I mean, that's really what this is about. Yeah. And, you know, I've actually had more time now with my kids than I have in my entire life. And I have a million dollar business. I've never had anything like that before. You know, when I was working, you know, 10, 12 hours a day working as a project manager, it was tough. And even though I worked from home, I was really in my office all day. And, you know, now I'm, you know, just like yesterday, you know, I spent a couple hours with the kids where we had like focused attention time, which I think a lot of people don't realize how important it is just to have focused attention time. Like when you don't have your phone on, you're not worried about your notifications, you're not worried about things that are happening around you, like you are giving 100% attention and focus. Now, Justin, I know that I'm preaching to the choir with you. You have an outstanding child and I know that you've done so much work with her. Um, and, uh, honestly, you have one of the brightest kids I've ever seen. So I know that, you know, the apple doesn't fall far (laughs) from the tree, but, um, I just think that a lot of people are, you know, when people say, especially entrepreneurs, they say that, you know, they're too busy. Right. And, uh, the cats in the cradle with a silver spoon. (laughs) And, uh, the truth is it's not that you don't have time. It's just that you're bad at prioritizing things. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, 
you know, if you're if you're like me, guys, if you're listening to this, if you've read the book, you know, the four hour work week, I first read that and I call bullshit because this is before I realized <laughs> the power of outsourcing. Because I'm thinking there's no way four hour work week, you know, check mail here, check mail there. Well, the, the secret ingredient to the four hour work week is outsourcing. And I know for me, especially coming from the counterintelligence world, one of the biggest hurdles that I had to overcome in that was the trust factor. You want me to give my my email password to to who? Mm. You want me to give my you want me to give my social media password to what? Mm. Right? And for me, I had to overcome that trust piece. And it wasn't necessarily so much of um, you know. I was afraid of what they were going to post. It was, it was just all sorts of other things. It was just this pre pre-programming that I had because I was in the counterintelligence world. It's like, you just didn't do that thing. No, you safeguarded your passwords. You didn't give it to your VA. Mm. Right. And when I finally took that leap, when actually Tony and I took that leap together and we, we, we stepped in with our very, very first VA, she's actually been with us for a uh, good night. I think about eight years now. And um, when we first, stepped into that space with her it was it was like you said it was the 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 task that the repetitive tasks right the task that okay that's something that i'm comfortable not being in all the time and oh that was easy it was it wasn't as scary as i thought right right and if you have that kind of same feeling of like well i have to do it i have to be the one you, you got to be willing to let go of a little bit of control and step more into a managerial space in order to fully leverage that. And in doing such, yeah, at, very, at first, there might be some additional time spent. But once you get the system in place, you're now spending less time doing those types of tasks. You know, quite, quite frankly, and quite frankly, Justin, it's not even about the man- being in the managerial space. It's actually about being in the strategic space. There you go. And see, a lot of people don't spend time in the strategic space. And I think that that's why I've been able to be so, you know, I actually just lost a team member um, yesterday. I wrote a Facebook post about it because it's been eaten at my heart. And, uh, you know, she was a really incremental person in my business who uh, helped me build, uh, you know, a hundred plus person team. And it was really a challenge for her to accept criticism and feedback. It also, uh, it got to the point to where she was great at building small teams, but now that we're at a, at a hundred person scale, she wanted to, she wanted to keep the power of the day to day. She was doing, imagine this, she was doing one-on-one calls with every single person on her team every month. Mm. When you have a hundred people, how is that possible? Yeah. Um, so actually, you know, you want to get into the nitty gritty of things you know, this might not apply to everyone listening to this call, but when you have a team of a hundred, I follow the methodology of Sir Richard Branson and something that he said that stuck in my head every day. And I apply it to everything that I do as far as growing the team is that if a team is too big to feed with two large pizzas, it's too big. That's what he said. (laughs) That's about 10 to 12 people. So yeah. I've broken my team of a hundred now into squads. We call it squads and I have squad leaders and each of the squads have 10 to 12 people in it. 
And uh, I think maybe one squad has like 16, but that's because they're all working on the same account. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have a huge client nations lending, which is up to like 16 of our people working for that one client. <clears throat> but other than that, pretty much the rest of them are, are all spread up into these squads of 10 or less. And I had a lot of resentment uh, when I said, hey, look, you need to delegate this to your squad leaders and they should be doing the one-on-ones. And she didn't want that. And it got to the point to where there was a lot of resentment between her and I about the future of the company. And uh, she quit, Um, you know, and it was her third or fourth time trying to quit. But this time it was it was for real, (laughs) you know. And, and, and that's why it's so important that you, you have to have the right culture in your company. Cause I will tell you this, when you have someone in your company, who's helping you build like an actual builder in your company, the, you have to be in alignment. You're not going to be agreeing on everything. There's always going to be conflict. As a matter of fact, if there is no conflict, you're probably, there's probably something wrong. You're not hiring sure. the right people, but you have to be able to, as a good leader, you have to be able to accept criticism. You have to be able to accept feedback that's probably not happy. You have to be able to grow, and you also have to understand that you're prob- that you're that you're wrong. You have, to, you have to be okay with that. Yeah, you have to be okay <laughs> with being wrong, and 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 not just being wrong and saying, "Okay, well, I'm wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway." It's like you have to be able to grow and learn, and that goes for the CEO as well. And when that doesn't happen, and you don't have the respect it's going to fall apart. So, you know, yesterday was a day of mourning, you know, and, you know, this is the person who was basically overseeing a team of, you know, 80 people, um, you know, with her squads uh, underneath her. And, but you know, what's really interesting was today we woke up and I did something that she was unable to do. And there's a purpose, by the way, why I'm telling you the story. The purpose of the story is to tell you how important it is to empower people on your team. What I found after this all happened yesterday, what a coincidence that this happened yesterday. Um, (laughs) I don't believe in coincidences, by the way. (laughs) That's why I know you, you know that that's why we're laughing. (laughs) Um, But I knew there was a reason for this to all happen. Uh, I had a, a, a call with the squad leaders that were, basically very uneasy with the situation because it was her inner circle basically as the squad leaders. But um, what, what ended up happening was I found out that she never empowered them to do their jobs. They told me that they were unclear what their roles were. They were unclear of what their expectations and responsibilities were. And see, I gave her that responsibility to do that. So there has to be, a follow-up. You can't just say, Hey, do this. There has to be some communication there. And obviously that's my fault for not following up to see like, Hey, what happened? You know, show me some steps because now these guys are looking at me and after a two and a half hour call yesterday are saying, you know what? This is such a great call. I had them messaging me saying, this is such a great call. Now I feel like you care about what we're doing. And I am empowering them saying, here's what I want you guys to do. And they're taking over some responsibilities that she was actually holding on for herself. And guess what? They love it. People love responsibility. People love being empowered. Yeah. I think it's a, um, 
think it's a misnomer as entrepreneurs that there's this belief that when you outsource, you're just bringing on task workers. No, you're building a team. And when you can realize that when you start to outsource to other people who you make part of the team and you empower them, let me be, I'll be the first to tell you, it's the quickest and easiest way to find your own shortcomings and how you communicate, what you communicate, and how much you're really wanting to hold on to control because you, you might have some fear into what, what, what might happen. But when you empower your people, make them a part of the company and, and really give them the ability to do their jobs the way that they need to do their jobs, it's huge. And, and I think that's one of the biggest issues that entrepreneurs face is that when you start outsourcing, it's not to serve you, it's to serve the business because the people that are coming to work for you have to have some sort of belief in that what you're doing matters. Otherwise, why would they be wanting to get a job and work for you in the first place? Mm. Right? And if you're bringing on people just to check a box, I encourage you to make sure that they're a good cultural fit and that you are willing to bring them into your team in such a way that serves the business and reflects back to you what you need as a leader because I know from firsthand experience, the reason why we're at where we're at today in the podcasting world is because we had to be willing to eat crow in some of the systems and processes. And when the people that we brought in as our, our as our virtual assistants and then our team members started pointing out, well, you could do it this way and you could do it this way. Well, yeah, I don't need to be right. If that's the easiest way, then let's do that. Right. But to hold yeah. on to the, the hold to hold on to your ego, thinking that every that your way, it's your way or the highway, that's foolish because you'll never grow. And you know, uh, something that was very interesting. I have a guy on my team named Julio, and he's been working with me for years. And uh, he he he's the ultimate definition of like a very flexible leader. Like, <laughs> um, and it, what's cool is he also is very very defined on what his role is and he never tries to go above and beyond like i when i say above and beyond people usually use that as a as a positive thing in this case i'm using it as a negative thing because a lot of times when you have a lot of leaders like right now i have five project managers on my team right so imagine you've got five project managers and then i also have eight squad leaders so you know the squad project managers are are higher ranked than squad leaders because they oversee the business functions, the business operations and the squad leaders have, they're basically like your middle management, right? Squad leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have my executive team and then I have my, my management team. So what's really interesting is he's very careful not to go above and beyond his own responsibilities to step on other people's toes. And he always comes to me <clears throat> and to other people with like, nice little pretty proposals like usually like he'll make a PowerPoint of like his idea and he'll PowerPoint it out. You know, like how can you be mad at a guy who proposes something to you with a PowerPoint? Exactly. I mean, he's put some thought into it. <laughs> right. And like, I, I've learned a lot from him and I said, well, shoot from now on, if I'm going to propose something to somebody and I throw, even if it's just a, a 10 minute PowerPoint, 
you know, 10 minutes to make PowerPoint, like five slides or something, just to show people that I put effort into my thoughts. It also gives you the ability to rethink your thoughts and make sure that it's a good idea before you propose it. Right. Um, And he came up with something yesterday that was uh, mind blowing. And he was like, look, here's the communication plan. Now that this other, you know, project manager is, is leaving, like, here's the communication plan and what we're going to do. And it went, it went really well. The team was all, all receptive to it. And of course, because he put it out in a PowerPoint presentation, everyone was like, oh, thank you for, you know, thank you for being thoughtful. Instead of saying, from now on, you're going to talk to so-and-so and that's the person in charge and whatever, you know? Yeah, but you know, that right there, that kind of leadership, that kind of ability to empower the people that work for you is really really what's all it's all about and, and i don't care what the guy from goldman sachs says i, I don't care because it we're, things aren't going back the way they used to be nor should we want them to mm-hmm. you know i mean we got to where we're at today because of those old systems it's time for us to evolve in business and in our life i mean that's that's the whole purpose behind superpower the superpower network is to give people an opportunity to, to listen to something other than what being blasted out on social media, right? Absolutely. Some high, high vibe type conversations, conversations like this that show people that, you know what, folks, it's okay. You're safe, you're protected, you're loved, and it's okay for you to have the courage and the strength to start outsourcing your work to other people because it's the only way you're going to grow because you can't carry it all on or by, your, by yourself. Jeff, where can our listeners go to find more information about you? Um, my website, jeffjhunter.com. It has a p- couple links to my profiles and stuff. Or like I said uh, before, I'm Google verified now. So if you Google Jeff, the letter J Hunter, Jeff J Hunter, I'll pop up and have a bunch of fun little information. Although I will have to tell you, Justin, um, the bio that somebody wrote about me, which is I think pretty funny, says that I'm a motivational speaker. Um, although I don't consider myself a motivational speaker, more of a demotivational speaker. (laughs) Um, but Hey, I'll take it. You're cracking constructs. That's all you're doing is you're cracking constructs and we need more of that. That's it. We so need more of that folks. If you're ready to start outsourcing, you really, you know, you need to start bringing some assistance into your own business. Reach out to Jeff, give him a call, give him a shout, reach out and see how you can start working with him and his team to get you some more space and get you some more time back in your business because now is the time to pivot because going back to a regular nine to five or the old business systems, it's time to evolve and virtual teams are where it's at. And Jeff, I I just applaud you for your your continued efforts in the space and your voice of, well, your voice of reason amongst the chaos <laughs> on social and, and just calling things for like it is, because that's really, we, we need more of that. We, we need a lot more of that. And I think with your voice out there and the people that you're helping, it, it's going to get there. I'm excited for this, for this episode to air and um, just share it with the world. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you very much, Justin. Folks, until next time, go out there, incorporate your own superpowers, overcome your fears, and start building a team so you can change the world. Take care. 
Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.